Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. According to Marvel, they have decided to kill off the Punisher. That's right. The Punisher will never be in their comic books again. You'll never see the guy with the black shirt and the skeleton, the skull, face. None of this. The Punisher has always been known as a very controversial figure in comic books a lot of heroes they have this moral code where they want to like batman for instance as an example or superman always would catch a criminal put them back in prison or jail and then those criminals would either get out sometimes it wasn't a jail or prison sometimes it was an asylum an insane institution but they never wanted to kill them but the Punisher had this weird idea in his head was, what was the point of capturing the criminals and then putting them away because they'll just get out and keep killing more people? Every time you catch them, you got to go through a huge-ass ordeal, you know, almost lose your life in the process, and then they would simply get out and murder as many people as they possibly could. And they enjoyed themselves when they did it. It didn't seem like none of the doctors were able to approach any of the criminals that Batman or Superman ever caught. There's not very many times in any of the history of comic books where a good guy caught a bad guy and then the bad guy somehow got better or fixed or became a superhero themselves. That's usually how the game works. Well, the Punisher was well aware of this, so his code was, if you're a criminal, you're killing people, you're hurting the innocents, then he'll just put you down out of your misery for good. <laughs> it was interesting to watch the Punisher or even read his comic books because the writers had to be creative. They had to come up with new criminals for him all the time is where Batman's been taking on the same Joker for 50, 60 years. And Superman's been taking on the same Lex Luthor or whatever the hell you want to call him for the last hundred years since that comic book came out. So the Punisher, you know, he did things that even Daredevil bothered him about. The Daredevil didn't have a problem with beating the shit out of criminals but ending their life was uh it was too much too <laughs> too uh immoral so the woke movement and cancel culture they decided that uh, they don't like the punisher but he's not the only uh character even superman and batman and a lot of the characters that we grew up watching and listening to and reading in comic books are in serious jeopardy and danger as we can see what disney who owns marvel has done to our heroes we've seen what they did to indiana jones we've seen what they did to star wars we've seen them eradicate our characters all in the hopes that they can push some kind of feminist homosexual or racial agenda out there 
if they can't kill the character, then they want to humiliate the character. If they can't humiliate the character, then they want to completely change its gender or its identity, or they want to make a multiverse where they're able to steal the ideas that were good from other people, the nostalgia, and then create um, their own version. And you know why it is they don't make their own movies and why they don't create their own characters, right? Because these people do not have an imagination. They're not creative themselves. They want to take things that have already earned their way into the household. They want to take your heroes that have already earned their right to be a household item and turn them into shit. And for what? I really believe that they sit down at some kind of fucking table or talk over the phone about how they're going to kill off a classic superhero or character. And that's exactly what they did with the Punisher. This right here solidifies it for me. This is official that it, they don't give a damn about what the fans think. They don't care about what you think or how important these characters have been for you growing up. It doesn't matter about all the childhood fantasies and dreams you might have had uh, or interest or how this character managed to get you through hard times when watching or listening or reading. Why? I just don't know. It seems kind of odd, doesn't it? Almost like it, it is an agenda that this company would spend billions of dollars to buy all these markets and all these stocks and all these characters. And instead of do something great with them, instead of bringing some writers who really adore and admire these characters and the adventures they've been through, they just simply want to kill them or humiliate them. Why would you want to do that for? It's kind of like a bank buying up a bunch of other banks and then destroying the other banks. So I guess, they feel as though they're the only ones on top. Maybe it's some feeling of control that they can take your childhood fantasies and dreams and, and slay them right before your eyes. And that's exactly how they did it. They didn't just kill the Punisher, they humiliated him. Many of you may not know the original story or the backstory of the Punisher, at least comic book-wise. The movies changed him up so much, but in the comic books, the Punisher lost his wife and child. In some versions of the comic book, he just lost his wife, but his wife was killed, and because of this, this caused him to go from being a cop who originally had military training to now a vigilante who... I was a lot like Batman, but had an arsenal that made Rambo blush and would go out and take out the bad people. He didn't want anyone out there to feel what it feels like to lose those you love. He didn't want any innocent people. He was a man who basically felt as though he had all these skills and abilities, but his skills and the abilities in the end were not enough to save those that he loved and cared about. So he basically committed and dedicated his life to taking out evil. So what did they do to him? In this last comic book that was created about the Punisher, apparently, somehow, the Punisher's wife is alive. Even though in the comic books we've seen her blow up, we've seen her body on fire, she apparently is perfectly okay. 
the Avengers are some kind of group of characters, uh, heroes, end up catching the Punisher. They put him in a room, and then his wife comes in. The wife that he had committed his existence in, that he built his entire code around to take out bad guys, she apparently is alive. And she tells him that she never loved him, that she never cared about him, that she uh, planned on getting a divorce. And she felt like she couldn't get away from him unless she staged her own death. So everything the Punisher ever did or ever worked for, his entire code, his philosophy, his religion, as you'd call it, was taken away from him in a matter of moments. And the person that he loved the most in his life, that he would have been willing to die for a thousand times, stands over him while he's tied up and says, uh, I never loved you. I never cared about you. You are nothing to me. And I disavow all the destruction that you've caused and the killing of criminals. And they, uh, he basically just lost his shit. He broke. And then he died. I can't explain to you really how that went down. It just says, hey, thank you, baby. My wife came in and brought me a shake and a power raid. Thank you, baby. So that's, uh, did you hear the news, baby? Honey? Oh, she took off into the other room uh, too quickly, but I was going to show her what this is all about. So there you go, folks. How do you feel about that? Leave some comments. I'm also going to post a blog about this. I might talk a little bit about the destruction and death of superheroes in my show that I'm doing on Friday, 7 p.m. Central. As you all know, whenever I do a live show, I put the link out for people to enter. If you have a microphone, you'll be able to have conversations with me. Um... I feel like this is a serious issue. I grew up on The Punisher. I even um, liked The Punisher so much that I enjoyed the Dolph Lundgren version that was created in the early 90s or late 80s, whatever you want to call it. I actually thought he looked the most like The Punisher, and he actually had that feel for it. It had some corny moments in the movie, but Dolph Lundgren really pulled it off as far as I'm concerned. You guys ought to check that out when you get an opportunity. It still stands up to the the time. So there you go. <clears throat> There's that. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure that Disney will keep its, uh, its LGBT Mickey Mouse and Goofy and Donald Duck around for you all. You know, somebody's got to be around in order to indoctrinate the children. Well, God bless.
Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. If you'd like to hear more of my stuff, you can, of course, watch more of my videos, or you can go to my international radio station and listen to me. And if you'd ever like to just chat with me, have a conversation, you and I can talk live at Friday, 7 p.m. Central, every Friday. I do a live show, and I put my link out to the public. Everybody can come in. If you're wondering when, if you would like a reminder, I have it scheduled on my front page. You can always go to my front page, see my scheduled show, click on it, hit reminder, boom, you're ready to go. Today we're going to talk about women, the most extraordinary creatures that have ever existed since the dawn of man. They are the fascination. They are what men strive to want, desire. Women, to most men, are considerably more valuable and have much more worth than any amount of gold or money that you can give a man. There's men out there that would give their all of their money away just to be able to have the woman that they love or that they're infatuated in their life. And if they happen to have children with those women, they are willing to give their life. They're willing to die in the place of the children they've had with that woman or that woman herself. Not This cannot be said mostly on the other end. Even if you look into science, men are more willing to give up everything for the woman and his children as opposed to the other side. In fact, it's usually man's role in society that if there was a choice to be made, if some horrible, dangerous man were to come into the household and give the family a choice on who has to die, they would most likely, if there was a choice to be given, the man would be the first to go all the time, every time. And as most people know, in a lot of television shows, movies, and on the news, and in reality, if a man were on the Titanic, and the Titanic was sinking, and there was only enough room for the children and the women, 99% of the time, it wouldn't even be asked that women and children would be the first to be able to get on the boats. And only then, if there was enough spare room, would a man be able to be saved in all this? It's usually dictated in the rules of the universe since the existence of time that women and children are first in everything. That's the way it is. Even if it's not your woman or child. That's right. It's always the case. If a dangerous man comes in to rob a bank, it's always the Women and children first. It always has been. Just ask Bill Burr. Now, many guys out there apparently in our modern day don't know the difference between men and women. They don't know that women on a biological level, on a scientific level, have a lot of things going for them that a lot of men do not. Beneficial things. Advantages over men. And, of course, men have their own advantages and all that, especially whenever it comes to strength. 
Did you know that, according to science, women live longer? In the last 10 years, women are considered more intelligent than men. They are more likely to be able to pass IQ tests and do really well with it, as where men always seem to fall short 5% of the time. Don't ask me why. It was considered for years that men had a higher IQ, but for some reason nowadays women seem to be reaching that uh, the intellectual level. Now, unfortunately, on a scientific level, um, there's not a lot of women scientists compared to men. And did you know that in science, they still refer to any female scientist as a woman scientist, not just scientist. It's always got to be, oh, that's a woman scientist. That's a female scientist. For some reason, their gender always gets put in the front of their occupation. Isn't that unusual? Strange, right? Well, let's uh, look at the internet and look at what society sees as different about women and men. We're going to talk about the scientific and the religious setting of this. And I find it extremely fascinating. I think many of you will, too. Well, one thing is, is that women live longer. Did you know that? Usually women can live 5 to 10, sometimes even 20 years longer than a man. Depends on the unfortunate death or how the man died in order for this to be the case. But usually a majority of the time, women seem to be able to exist longer. It is also said that in certain type of accidents, especially car accidents, that a woman can have the same kind of car accident as a man and somehow be able to survive it as where a man, a man would not, not. Did you know that? That's a statistic fact, that a woman can go through the same traumatic, terrible thing, such as an accident as a man, and somehow survive it. And it's all because of how she reacts, how she responds, and also how her physical body is impacted by the danger. It's neat, isn't it? Okay, so we talked about women scoring higher on IQ tests than men. I've always said that women rule the world and that men are just there and women are sweet enough and humble enough to let us believe that we're actually the dominators are in control. I've always believed that women are the, the start of it. I've known this since the realization and consciousness of knowing who my mother was. <laughs> I know that she was the boss of everything, and I know in a lot of households, a lot of men don't like to accept it, and they wouldn't acknowledge it, and young men like to beat and strut their chest, stating that, oh, no, woman's going to control me. Yeah, not until you're married there, fella. Yeah, women tame men, and that's the truth. They are the tamers of men. Okay. So we've talked about the car accidents. Women are scientifically better at multitasking. According to science, women are better at this. It's weird because most scientists are men, but even the scientists who are men are claiming that women are able to do several things at once. One of the jokes is, is that a woman can chew bubble gum, cook a meal, take care of a screaming child all at the same time and be able to talk on the phone 
and be able to play a game while watching a soap opera or watching something going on television all at the same time this is happening. And they can completely understand what it is that they're seeing and having while they're also picking out an outfit for the day. Women can do all these different things. It's one of the reasons why a lot of men and women get into arguments because women take a little bit longer than the man, but notice that whenever a woman does something, or many things at once, she always gets it done where the man always fucks up or leaves something screwed up behind or laying around. You cannot argue with me that that is not true, ladies and gentlemen. If any of you out there have a mom or a grandma or a spouse, a wife or a girlfriend, you know damn well what I'm talking about. You know if there's a family reunion or there's a, a get-out or a picnic or anything having to do with organization, Women seem to be the masters of this. Women have a better sense of smell. According to our physicality, women have the ability to be able to smell better. This would make sense on why it is, too, that women are able to cook better because they can tell whenever something's starting to stink or whenever something's getting burnt, as where men, we don't know until it's already too late. So women have better smell. It also explains why it is that, uh, <laughs> you know, you get all these people out there who always say, how come men's farts stink so bad? Well, maybe this is why, because if you do it while you're around women and all that, they can smell better. So they smell it and it's horrible because, you know, they've got the ability like an animal where they can sense something or smell something a lot more intense than we do. So they're going to be the ones who are complaining about the farts is where the guy will still be looking around saying who the fuck did that man that's fucking wicked you know you ever have that happen you're walking around in public and you smell that and uh, you're like who the fuck did that and the woman is always there to give you the answer she's like that motherfucker over there did it that piece of shit right there did that did he have to do it while he was standing on the line with all of us? Did he have to do it at the moment he stepped in the fucking elevator or rolled up the window in the car? These are just the facts about women. They are like human radars. They know. They know shit. Okay, sexually, women are able to have multiple orgasms. That isn't to mean that... Uh, of the woman needs a man around in order for her to do that. I'm not trying to be a pig or a pervert. I'm just saying that physically and biologically, women can have multi-orgasm over and over and over again. Now, some women would probably joke and they'd say, not with my boyfriend, not with my husband. He can't last more than three fucking minutes. Fair enough. But a woman is capable of masturbation and pleasuring herself. So if she does do that, it's very possible that she could multi-orgasm. Or if she's with a man who knows what the fuck he's doing, which, by the way, rarely a majority of men don't. Women just... It's scientifically also proven that a lot of women fake it. They And men are so stupid that we can't even realize that. Um, I like to just go along with the fantasy and pretend I'm always doing right and stuff. And when I hear the noises, I just pat myself on the shoulder and said, well, you did something good enough at least to make her make noises, you know. Uh, even if it's fake, even if it's real, she cared enough just to make you feel like you actually 
made an effort and did something right. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> uh, no, I really, I am convinced I do pretty good with my wife, but I'm, I'm not going to go all that route with you folks out there. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh, damn, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Oh, shit. Yeah, my wife's got a frying pan with my fucking name on it. She hears this video. I'm going to be in so much trouble for that. Women see more colors, according to science. A study conducted by a psychology professor at Brooklyn College has determined that men and women really see things differently from each other. So let the debates on from 2.15 all the way to 2.23 begin, the internet sensation blue and black or gold and white rage on. The team noted in a journal of biology of sex differences, across most of the visible spectrum, males require slightly longer wavelength than do females in order to experience the same hue. The experiment found that women saw different shades of color in objects that men did not identify. The study also found that women were better at determining colors and men were better at tracking quickly moving objects and nothing detail on objects at a distance. It's believed that these differences may be evolutionary and related to humans gather hunter gatherer past. So now they're saying that because women see more colors that this somehow is evidence of evolution doing something. Well, that's what they always say. Every time something comes up, every time they don't have an answer for something, they just say evolution done did it. They don't give you a reason why it is. They're just telling you, well, it's because of a hunter-gatherer thing. Well, the truth is, ladies and gentlemen, according to history and not science, there's been a lot of men that went out to war. It's true that a lot of women that had their roles set where they were supposed to stay home and take care of the kids while the men went out to war. But a lot of people, I guess, don't remember this or realize this, but a lot of those men that go out to war, especially in ancient times where you were going out on battlefields with shields and swords or sticks or clubs and shit like that, a lot of these men didn't come back. They had to travel miles and miles out in the middle of fucking nowhere that way they had room to be able to have their war. <clears throat> they would kill each other, and then the women would be left with the kids. This would mean that the woman now not only took care of the house, but she now had to train her children on how to watch the house while she goes out and hunts. Because those fucking animals aren't going to kill themselves and then drag their own corpses back to your cooking pot. Your ass has to get out there and actually go kill and do things. A lot of modern-day women know what I'm talking about because, unfortunately, a lot of marriages aren't considered sacred with men and women anymore. And a lot of women find themselves on their own, usually with children, and they have to fucking be the hunter-gatherer themselves. They have to be the warrior that goes out on the field every fucking day and has to fight and do all this shit. As far as colors go, I got to be honest with you, and I'm not trying to be like one of them, what is it, a womanist or, you know, like a hater or something, because I'm not. But if women are able to experience more colors and they're able to see more beauty whenever they're looking at objects and materials, this kind of explains, if you ask me, why it is that women enjoy different pairs of shoes and lots of clothes and all that. Now, there are guys out there nowadays 
who buy a lot of shoes and shit, especially if it's sports oriented. But women, they have to remember that we don't get the shoes because they're colorful or cute or all that shit. A lot of men like looking rugged and don't give a fuck if the shoes are covered in mud. So it's not about the color for us. It's about the fact that Michael Jordan has them and it makes him fly. You see, there's a difference between the reason why men buy shit, women buy shit, women buy shit. They like looking at candles and pretty shit and stuff like that is where men, we, we like to buy, you know, uh, primordial shit for ourselves. You know, video games that involve violence, death and destruction. Uh, we like to buy things that give us experiences and shit where women experience, uh, imagery and color and all that yeah okay well i think people get the point if you've never been with a woman in a store and all that then consider yourself fortunate and blessed kidding joking don't kill me honey but um yeah women and men in stores are different men usually have a real idea of what they want to go do they go look at toys because toys make neat noises and shit and that's what we like is where women like to hang out in the clothes department which by the way let's face it the clothes department's a very colorful diverse variety type of place it's like a woman hanging out in the garden many colors many smells and that's exciting for her so now we know why women like that and most men don't women live longer than men we've talked about this like three times now but apparently women deal with their even though women are emotional the thing is is that that's good for you i don't know if a lot of you know this but it's actually healthy for you to release your emotions and talk about shit and women do it all the time. When women are angry, we need to talk. When women are having a good day, they like to talk about their fucking day. And if you're not there to talk to, then they get on the phone and talk to their lady friends or whoever will listen. Women love to be able to express themselves and articulate shit. Women like to tell you about the meal that they cooked. They like to tell you about what they did whenever they were hanging out with their friends. It's like with a woman, the gift keeps on given she wants to share her experiences she wants to share the smell of the aroma of the espresso or she wants to talk about that new outfit that she got or she'll even tell you whenever it's something that most men would consider negative like cleaning woman be like oh god i cleaned up today and oof what a mess could be no more than a fucking cookie crumb on the floor from the five-year-old. And she's like, oh, God, it was a hard one today. Yes, yes. They love to share. As where a lot of men are more internal. We keep our shit in, and it destroys us. It's because we just keep it all bottled in. So, that is like that. That's one of the reasons why a lot of men become better men whenever they're with women. Because women teach men how to express themselves. And if you learn how to articulate and communicate and express yourself, then you become a better man. You become more chill, more relaxed, not so dominated by your testosterone. That's the reason why men become more chill, more relaxed, tamed, as we were talking about earlier. Women learn better in academic settings. 
Now, this is really odd because uh, the stats say that women do better academically, and they also do better whenever it comes to teaching children. That's weird, isn't it? Yet, there's very few scientist women out there. I don't understand that. Do you? They make good teachers. They do great whenever they're training people, but they don't get any kind of real role whenever it comes to science. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. If you were to think about who's a really awesome atheist scientist, who's a saint, uh, like a womanly scientist that has done something really productive or constructive or invented something that was revolutionary that everybody needs to use? Even women tools, even pads, believe it or not, were invented by men shockingly enough did you know that a lot of the things that women use such as bras and everything like that to hold up their you know shoulder boulders and all that that's what they some of these goofy men will say um men invented the stuff not women and you would think that uh, women would want things to be as comfortable and convenient as possible now i'm not saying there's not women nowadays who are working in these type of production facilities or distributing them i'm just saying that men were the ones who originally did all that now some people might be slick and try to argue that's because you fucking asshole men wouldn't let us do that back in the past you wouldn't even let us vote okay fair enough i mean if you want to go that route you know, women were forced into some kind of role as if anybody would believe that a woman could be forced to do anything. If she truly doesn't want to be forced or pushed around, I know that one woman alone can destroy a thousand men and break their heart into pieces. But sure, sure, I get it. Women are more, women ace more job interviews. Well, there's a lot of theories about that, isn't there, folks? A lot of theories. I mean, think about it. Think about the way a lot of young men are compared to women nowadays. Women will come in. They look beautiful. They're always wearing the real nice-ass dress or clothes or whatever. Well, they used to. Nowadays, women and men don't seem to take care of each other. We've become a very dopey, fugly-looking fucking society. But women used to go in to get their job, and they would look all pretty. They'd look attractive. And, of course, they'd come off smart. And usually, unfortunately, because we have lived in a man male-dominated uh, society, men see an attractive woman, and they say, that's what I want to hang out with all day. That's what I want to work with. If she can handle the job, so be it because i like the way she smells i like the way she looks and she seems like she can do the job now you bring in a guy who's got tattoos all over his fucking body or some dude that's got a weird odor about him and he's not throwing off pheromones that another male would be interested in even if he has the same qualifications or he's a little bit better the boss is always going to think ah is this who i want to look at every fucking day is this who i want to share my fucking cubicle with is this somebody that i blah 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 you get the point men are always not men think with two different heads and one of those heads is a very greedy selfish little bastard that has its own ideas in mind and that is one of the advantages and disadvantages it's like a blessing and a curse for a woman woman doesn't much mind as long as that boss has a lot of money and he's somewhat attractive 
But if he's an ugly little Danny DeVito looking motherfucker, then all of a sudden it's going to become a mess. You know, sexual harassment ensues and all that kind of shit. Let's see. Evolution is making women hotter. Hmm. Evolution's making women hotter. That's one of the topics that, that the public has put out. Let's read this. A recent scientific study has shown that hot women just keep on getting more attractive. Research has shown that attractive women are more likely to have more children, 16% to be exact, when compared to their less beautiful peers. They are also more likely to have daughters. 36% too will have daughters as their eldest child who will also be good looking. And this pattern keeps on repeating. A 2006 study showed that good looking parents were more likely to have daughters. And it suggested that this is an evolution strategy to help each sex survive. So they're saying that it's a strategy done by evolution. Now, let me remind you all that evolution, supposedly, according to non-believers, has no um, consciousness. It's not sentient. It's supposed to be a natural process. Evolution doesn't give a fuck about survival. It doesn't care if you adapt. It doesn't care if you even make it to your next birthday. In fact, it doesn't even care when you're born. But I figured I'd let you all know that because they always talk about evolution whenever reading science papers as if it is God. They just replace the word God with evolution. And it's even programmed into the, our DNA. They're saying that in our DNA, it's programmed for us to have more daughters nowadays because That's how life reproduces. You need women and females in order to be able to do this. Nowadays in our modern times, believe it or not, a man isn't required for the sexual reproduction part anymore. A man's sperm is, but not the man himself. It is not required for a man and woman to bump uglies in the middle of the night in order to create a baby anymore. You can just simply put it in an ice box, throw it in a straw, spit it into a woman, and then boom, you'll be able to have a child like that. Men are not required for any of the sexual part of it. Which, by the way, is the most fun when dealing with women. So, that's sad. It's sad that... Science is dominated by males, and they came up with a way where women don't have to actually have sex with us in order to be able to uh, entertain ourselves. How nice, stupid-ass scientist. Oh, damn. Take away our fucking, give women more options than having sex with us, and then we ain't going to get no sex no more. I think every scientist should be held responsible and accountable for that. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Estrogen gives women stronger immune systems. You always hear about, man, Bobby got sick. Oh, this dude's got really, really sick. Did you hear about Bobby? He had to go in the hospital. You don't hear that very often about women. Women have stronger immune systems. Women have better understanding of emotions than men. Yeah. They do. Women seem to understand it a lot more. 
and because of that, they articulate and they express themselves, and they're really good communicators, which, by the way, I think also makes it to where they're good at nurturing. They understand the children. They, When a, ch a child has a problem or something that's embarrassing or something they don't understand, a woman is good at expressing to the child what's going on. A lot of men in the past were just to teach the kids how to be strong and how to deal with the evils of the world. But women were able to teach children how to, while going down the dark, horrible roads, how to get around the potholes. Women are better able to respond to crying babies. This is according to science, and it's true. Women instinctively and have this natural way of being able to. In fact, it's in their makeup. Women are the only ones, real biological women are the only one capable of actually having babies. I know a lot of you out here have seen these pretend guys, these guys who pretend to be women, but no matter how much they pretend, just because you think you're a ghost during Halloween doesn't make you a real one. And it makes it to where you can't do any of the fucking things that an actual ghost can. No more than a man trying to pretend to be a woman. There's so many things that you will never be able to do that women can do. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. And especially whenever it comes to children. Brandon Lee was quoted on The Crow for saying... God is a mother is the name for God on the lips and hearts of all children. And that is true to this day. God bless Brandon Lee. May he rest in peace. Women can get aroused without everyone in the room knowing obvious ladies and gentlemen, unless there's some guys out there. It's clear that scientists wrote this because there is a way to be able to, there's a couple different ways to be able to tell when a woman is aroused. Most men don't pay attention though, because most men are, um, they're selfish and they don't think about or look at the woman to be able to tell if there's things going on. But there are obvious ways to be able to see if a woman is aroused sexually, especially out in public. Um, I guess I could point it out. Some people are going to think this is rough, but one thing a woman does whenever she's sexually frustrated or wanting to do things is she's a little bit more blush. That's one thing. If you look directly at her face instead of staring at her physical parts, you'll be able to see that that happens. You'll also see a very unusual sparkle in her eyes and kind of an evil grin that comes off of a woman whenever she's got it going on. Women also salivate. Their lips start becoming wet and you'll see them licking their lips a lot. And when they do that, that either means that they're fucking hungry or they see you as dinner. That's how you know that. As far as physical, besides that stuff, it's also you'll be able to hear it in the way she talks and the way she acts and the way she gets kind of touchy-feely and starts putting her hands on you you will know that she's aroused. I'm going to give one more hint to the men out there that obviously were born under a rock. For those of you that don't know this, although it's obvious that a man gets hard and he can walk around popping a tent and it's clear as day, especially if wearing sweat and pants, that you are aroused and turned on. A woman also gets a little bit of a thing going on, too, with her breast. Yes. If she is stimulated, 
If she is pleasured in any kind of way, yes, her breast will stick out. So, yep, 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 yep. A lot of young men don't know that. They think that she's just cold. <laughs> uh, women can produce milk even if they've adopted a child. That's right. It's like their body instinctively knows that there's a baby that needs to be fed. And if the woman is healthy or even somewhat healthy, her body will be able to produce that. And she'll be able to take care of a baby even if it's not hers. Isn't that something? Okay, my nose is getting a little stuffy, so I'm going to mention a couple more things, and then I'm going to stop the video. Well, if you're a Christian or a Muslim or somebody who believes in a higher power, then most likely you believe in a creation story having to do with women, the origin of women and men. Every religion on earth... Well, at least I'd say probably about 70% of them have some kind of origin story. And usually in the Abrahamic faith, that is the origin story of Adam and Eve and God actually designing men and women. There's much argument and discussion over how long this took, why God did it, and so on, and all the different religions. But one thing everybody agrees on, the reason why women exist is because of a higher power. An intelligent, sentient life form did this. Now, in Christianity and Judaism, Judaism actually had taught in ancient times that man and woman were created at the same time. That's right. Unfortunately, according to the old text, and this can be found in Catholic Bibles, I believe the Apocrypha, the first female that was created was created at the same time as the male, and her name was Loeth. The woman basically didn't like the idea that male would be set in the role of being able to dominate or be the leader or the warrior. Lilith didn't want to be that typical deal. It's one of the reasons why a lot of lesbians run around in parades that are called the Lilith Parade. Because the Lilith represents women who did not want to listen to God. They didn't want to do as God had set forth or how God designed them. According to the story of Lilith, Lilith was banished. But God gave her the ability to be able to take on different forms so she would be able to survive outside of paradise, outside of the garden. She was basically going out in the world doing her thing while Adam was doing his thing inside the garden. Now, according to the story, a lot of people don't know this, especially a lot of Christians for some reason, but Lilith... Uh, because she had the ability to be able to convert herself and transform her into anything, the Jews believed that she was the one who turned herself into the serpent and managed to sneak herself back into the garden because she was cunning. And supposedly, by the time she figured out how to sneak back in, God had already created another woman called Eve. Now, the Bible says that Eve was approached and interacted with a serpent creature. A lot of atheists and religious people are convinced that that serpent creature is a devil, even though it doesn't actually say so in the Old Testament. In the book of Revelations, it does say that old serpent, that old dragon, mentioning the devil. But not in the Old Testament. Jews didn't originally believe that the devil was the one who actually did this. 
And that makes a lot of sense that it would be a woman who felt angry at God as well as angry at the man for being put and given the advantages and the things that he was given, the blessings from God. So the woman took it out and deceived both the man and the woman. You know, in relationships nowadays, if a man goes out and ends up getting involved with another woman, it's not so, you probably have noticed and heard on the news quite a bit that if a woman sees her man with another woman, a woman usually isn't, not just does she get angry at the woman or the man, but she gets angry at the woman too. I remember, um, I've got females that are related to me, obviously, and I've seen whenever they used to go to school and if their guy was doing something ignorant, the woman got her ass kicked right along with the guy. Both of them got yelled at, especially if the woman who was screwing around broke the code. See, women have a code, folks. If they're going out with somebody, they expect other women to keep their damn dirty paws off of their man. There's some guys that are like that as well, but men usually think it's cute or it's funny because they're immature and assholes like that. But women are protectors, and if they see a, another woman scooting into their area, it could make them very, very violent and angry. It's one of the few things that you can do to a woman that could make her vengeful or even contemplate killing someone or causing death. So, back to the story of Lilith, and back to the story of women and their origin according to religion, it was a woman who changed her appearance, who came in and was able to trick Eve. He absolutely despised what Eve stood for. She absolutely despised that this is what God expected a woman to be. Could you imagine being a woman or a man who is told by God that what you're doing is not good, but instead of me wiping you out or resetting you, I'm going to go ahead and banish you from the garden, which is what God originally did. That would make a person very angry to know they don't live up to God's standards. A lot of atheists out there that are angry at God because they don't believe that they uh, are doing right or living up to God's standards. So kind of the old Jewish story kind of really rings a bell for me whenever I think about it. Now, some of you are probably sitting out there going, bro, why do you bring this? Why are you bringing all this stuff up about women and everything? Well, I was talking to my friend TTOR on my last live show, and I've been really, really thinking about this, that when you read any of the origins of any of these religions, they all give you a reason for why men and women coexist. They explain to you why men and women are even able to have sex. A lot of people take that for, they kind of take it as charity. They don't, they don't realize how lucky we are to be able to have the women in our lives. And there's a lot of women out there that feel very blessed and lucky to be with the men that are there with. But, I want you to think about this after all this biology and all the stuff that we've talked about, women are able to smell 
they have this deep intense ability to be able to smell and because of this and because of their sight and their colors they're able to sense and experience more beauty in life than a man could ever hope to and i would ask the question for many of you out there have you ever thought why do men and women even exist in the first place not just you as a person but i want you to think about this the story that is ongoing with science right now is that we all started out as little bubbly cells inside of some kind of pond or swamp or primordial ooze and then we continued to evolve our atomical structure changed and we became many many different creatures and took on many different forms almost like lilith almost like the serpent right and we all came out of some form of garden whether you're an atheist or religious you have to believe that at some point in time we lived in an area that was beautiful and worked for us a beautiful environment that we all crawled away from whether you believe we were full-on humans at the time or fucking lizards coming out of the grass to come up on land from fish to this to whatever else it is that you think you came from now all the way throughout this billion year process according to science somehow somehow we continued to enjoy the smell of each other we produce pheromones onto each other that make us want to be with each other. It makes us like each other. It makes us love each other. It makes us want to have sex with each other. Our bodies actually produce chemicals that cause us to be attracted to each other. If those chemicals were not there, then all we would have is the facial recognition. That's right. Women and men have this ability inside of them that's like a computer where they can recognize something and actually record your face and your appearance and your attributes and behavior and then store the information in our brains like a dvd player or a computer our bodies are not only processors but they also have storage units where they're able to keep the information a man could go blind and a woman could touch him and he would know that it's her. He would know the difference between his wife and someone else. Do you know why? Why is it that a human woman that can look almost identical to another woman, she wouldn't be able to fool the man and vice versa. You can't fool a woman. Woman knows what her real man feels like, what he smells like, what he tastes like, everything. Now, according to scientists, they believe that we all come out of this muck. We all come out of this area that helped us, that was beneficial to us, that helped us and we continued to adapt to more and more stuff. They believe that somehow this cell broke apart and females and males were created now isn't that odd that nature said we're going to give males a penis and we're going to give females a vagina and the whole point of this system is at some point in time this is how these two things will connect with each other to reproduce and make more 
Now you have to ask yourself, all the way back in the beginning, before penises and vaginas even existed, why did this even have to happen? According to modern day science, we have plenty of creatures that exist in the world that can impregnate themselves. They don't require there to be a female counterpart. That's right, there are creatures, there are some animals out there that don't require sex or a reproductive system in the sense that we do in order to continue to make. No more than water requires other forms of water in order to be able to break apart and create other drops. But it's almost as if we've been programmed. It's almost as if we've been designed. Designed to do things a certain way in order for us to continue to populate and have our resources. Doesn't anybody find that fascinating? Don't you? I want you to just think about something something that you may have never even really put two and two together on is why do males and females even exist in the first place? We know why whenever we read the Bible. It tells us that God can perceive the emotions of a man. He could tell that the man would be lonely. This is very important to think about. God knew that a man would be lonely, that he wouldn't be happy. That no matter how many animals that God brought before Adam, he wouldn't be happy. No matter how many pet dogs, no matter how many cats, no matter how many whatever, Adam would not be happy. That there had to be something specially fitted for him. Something that he would be able to do and talk to and be able to relate to, identify with. Something that he could touch that would make him feel really good. Something that he could make love with. Something that he could dream about. All this. And God did that. God gave man everything that he could possibly want and desire. He gave him a partner, a helpmate. And when I say helpmate, I'm not saying a servant or someone that's just walking around wiping his ass. A person that could help him through the struggles of this existence in life. God gave us a partner. And according to the New Testament, this partner is so important, you're supposed to show the so same love and commitment as you would your own church, your own church building. You're supposed to protect your church. You're supposed to fight for your church. You're supposed to love your church. You're supposed to want to be with your church and connected. And that's what Eve gave. And not only did Eve do that, but if a male and female were blessed enough, they'd be able to create more children that would bring more light and happiness into their life. This is a story that the Abrahamic faith gives us. This is a story that most Jews and Christians and Islam believes in. But we have every explanation in the world. We have every explanation in the world on why it is that this is the case. But science doesn't have any kind of answer for us whatsoever.
It doesn't explain to us why the male has this. And an atheist would probably be stupid enough to say, well, of course, if we don't have a penis, and how are we supposed to stick it in the vagina? That's the thing, though, stupid. Why does the vagina even exist? Why does the penis even exist? Well, nature doesn't give a shit. Nature doesn't care. It doesn't care if you reproduce, and it doesn't give a shit if you die in your own stew. There's no real reason, there's no purpose, there's no meaning behind the existence of men and women. As far as a lot of atheists are concerned, a lot of you non-believers, you see human beings as nothing more than parasites, a bucket of chemicals. So why would it even matter? You say, well, the creatures had to do it this way. It had to necessarily happen this way or they wouldn't survive. Well, nothing necessarily has to happen in a universe without God. In a universe without God, nothing has to happen. Nothing good has to happen. You shouldn't expect when you wake up that anything fucking good is going to happen. You should never think in your head that everything is going to be routine. That things are going to go the way the world and the universe does them, and there won't be no decision or choice in it. Basically, what I'm saying is you have no free will. You are determined by your environment. You're stimulated. And that woman that you find so attractive in your cubicle next to you, she's nothing more than a bucket of chemicals. And you're nothing but a parasite that is going to produce more parasites. There's absolutely no purpose and reason for you to continue to produce. And there's no reason for you to even survive. And there's no reason for her to even take interest in you. Except for the fact that you're producing some strange chemical that may be attractive to her. But how did that chemical get there? Why is that chemical working? And why is it affecting her? And why is it vice versa? Can you answer that question? God wanted to create creatures that had purpose and meaning. He wanted to create families. He wanted to create a man that wasn't going to be lonely or unhappy. And he thought that the only solution, the only alternative in the universe to make a man happy was to create the greatest thing that could ever exist, which would be the woman. That's God's gift to man. Women have been our life and they've been our death. On a biblical sense and literally. Our life and our death. And every day we thank God because they're worth it. I always found it funny that non-believers argue that women have a lower place or position biblically, that God somehow looks down on women. I always found it weird. Women are second-class citizens in religion. They're abused and they're manipulated. According to science, women are more susceptible to spirituality and religion. Women are more known to look for light at the end of the tunnel. They're the ones that are the hope bringers. They're the ones who are most likely to not give up in the face of death and destruction and bad shit. They're the ones that are most likely going to find meaning and purpose in things that other people can't see or smell or hear. In fact, they were designed to do so. 
lot of interesting facts about women. Glorious creatures. Something else to think about, my last point before I shut this extremely long video down. But if it's true that the Earth is 4.5 billion years old, and that we came out of the mud without no assistance of an intelligent designer or God or higher power or some superior alien, if this did not happen that way and we somehow came through what they call natural processes, then somehow for hundreds of millions of years, ladies and gentlemen, we have stayed in sync with another biological creature. For all these years, through all of our atomical changes, through all the metamorphosis transformations, we somehow stayed compatible with the female and the female compatible with us. Her body has always been set up in a way where we're able to be able to interact with her sexually and be able to reproduce. Can you think of how that's even possible? If you went from a little cell to turn it into a fish-like creature and then grow yourself arms and legs or fins or whatever, you make yourself up on land and somehow the females right along with the male the entire time stays with the male all the way through existence, all the way through hundreds of millions of years. And through all this, it goes from being a reptile, amphibian, to a mammal, to a rat to a primate to humans and what all the other bullshit in between somehow the woman stayed with us the whole time and kept our species going and they're saying that this was possible and happened without a god involved every one of you out there that exists you won the lottery a trillion times over every day that you exist. You've won the lottery a trillion times and you cannot see the blessings. You can't see the forest from the trees. The reason why that is, is because you don't sit alone sometimes and think you don't cherish everything around you and you don't put a lot of thought into everything around you. Many of you, Many young people nowadays, you're entitled and you feel like the world owes you and that you should be getting all this shit, whether there's a God or not. You don't even ask, how does this shit even exist in the first place? Try it sometime. Sit down on your porch. Look out at the forest and the grass and the animals and everything that exists. And think about it. Try to imagine even how that blade of grass got there without the assistance of something else. I hear the ticking of the clock I'm lying here, the room's pitch dark I wonder where you are tonight No answer on the telephone And the night goes by so very slow 
But the secret is still mine 